welcome, welcome. I am Janita Stanton. We have Reginald Perryman, Shaka Williams, and we are Tasari. This is the There's Something About Real Estate podcast where we talk all things real estate. All right, guys, what y'all been up to? Everything. Closing deals, selling houses, as usual. <laughs> Forget what the market said. Right. We still going to close deals and sell houses. You know, I normally slow down right around this time of year, and I'm really trying to fight against it. Y'all got to help me next year because, like, come November, mm-hmm. I, I, like, be on a sabbatical. Do business slow down or do you mentally slow down? I think I mentally slow down. I had a lot of loss during the holidays, like, real close, like, several yeah. people. And I think it just subconsciously taps in. Right. And I'd be looking up one day like, man, I sh- huh? <laughs> I'm supposed to be working. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the market slows down, I think, too. But like she said, yeah, you got to, like, just be uh, intentional about it. You know, something I've been noticing, though, right. is that we literally back to, like, 2006 and seven. As far as um, how how you have to be an agent, like you have to be creative in getting these deals done. You can't just do what everybody's the regular status quo that we've been doing in 2020, 2021. So what you're saying is you need some damn skills. You got to have skills. You got to right. be a real realtor. You can't like you gotta, th- these deals right. are a lot more difficult. Uh, I had to tell somebody yesterday. Like I'm yeah. like you just got this deal done because of who I am. Like you know what I right. mean, and I, but I'm it was real. You know what I mean. I don't think nobody. I'm you not saying nobody else. On people, like. No, I had to tell them that because I, they. I think people um, take it for granted right. when you get a deal done um, that probably wouldn't have been done uh, with other agents. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. That I, that, that creative finance though era was before that. I think that. Um, but it's still to the point, like, people don't understand, like, I put, that's, like, on my resume, like, mm-hmm. creative, um, the, the ability to be able to be creative, because, like you said, people, they just... Problem solver. And it yeah. was, it was, but I'm, I can only speak from the era that I came, so I, di- I didn't start, I didn't get into real estate until 2003, and I didn't get my license to, until 2005. So, mm-hmm. for me, I started being, uh, that's where I... I excelled at being creative in like around 2006. Mm-hmm. 98% of what we're seeing in the market is not new as far as financing, mm-hmm. right. what's going on in the market. It's just that the people is new. Right. So um, what, mm-hmm. the, what you was talking about, the skill set. So the last couple of years made it extremely easy for people with low skills to do a lot of business. Now, the skilled people are really going to show up and show out. Mm-hmm. So you need to step your skills up. You need to go to the trainings. You need to go to the classes. Like the one me and Billy Slovin just did <laughs> on probate, short sales, and foreclosures. And we basically gave people an eye-opener. Everybody's like, oh, I want to learn how to do foreclosures and REOs and list those properties. When we broke the numbers down, people was like, no, I don't think I want to do it. Right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because it was an abundance um, probably when you refocused your business and started doing all of that stuff. Yeah. To it. You needed that a was lot the of, market. You needed a lot mm-hmm. of money up front. That's why it was only, you might have had 50 brokers that had 80% of the business. But so. the people that's going in and they sharpening all skills, though, maybe, you know, especially with the probate stuff, what are baby boomers considered? What's that age range? Baby boomers, the older, the generation before us. So, like, how old are they right now? They're probably, like, 65, 70 or something. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, that was a a pretty large group of people. So you're probably going to have a lot of probate stuff. Google, what is baby boomers? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I was just thinking about it because, like, for people that's, you know, paying attention to probate and things like that, it's probably going to be a real big market for that coming it's, here. It's coming back. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're we're real, we're literally back to, it's like, it's recycled. You know what I mean? Like, uh, literally back to that same market or getting there, I would say. So what's the baby baby boomers are fifty eight to seventy six years old. We got some rappers that's baby boomers. Yeah, ain't that crazy? (laughs) But yeah, fifty (laughs) eight to seventy six years old is baby boomers. Who's some of our baby boomer rappers? All of the Sugar Hill gang, Ice ice Tea, Sugar Hill, (laughs) everybody's favorite, everybody's uncle's favorite rapper, Cool Mo D, Big Daddy Kane. How old is he? No, nah, right. he ain't that old. He ain't 58? No, nah, Big Daddy. You know what's funny? Most of the rappers that we thought was old, they like, was young. they, they was, was only like three or four years older but than right us. Right now, he's older than Jay-Z. How, Google how old Big Daddy Kane is. We gonna Jay look is only about 50. <laughs> yeah, Jay only, Kane only about 54, 55. That's what I was thinking. He's like several that. years older than Jay. We gonna, we gonna get back to real estate. Yeah, we gonna but, find out his age, and then we, Reggie gonna give oh, us some housing um, market updates. Big Daddy <laughs> Kane, Antonio Hardy. I'm gonna Google Antonio Hardy. That's a Housing market updates. So, while they're looking for that... I'm going to tell you this. I wish I would have brought the stats. Oh, I might have it in my notebook. I might have to look them up. But I looked at some. Okay, he's just short of a baby boomer. He's 54. Mm. Okay. All right, go ahead. All right. <laughs> I wanted you to get into the housing updates, but I I was doing, I don't know how you did yours, but I went closer. Um, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't do it. I got mine. But I did some seven days. I'm going to find it in my bag, but I did some seven days and 30-day mm. updates. Okay. I'm going to show you what I got. Well, I'm going to tell y'all what I got. I can't show you. I can tell you better than I can show you. So, only did Wayne, Oakland, and Macomb County. These are major counties. I did seven days for um, residential properties only because that's what most of us focus on. So, in the past seven days, it's 882 new listings. That came on the market. 41 coming soon. Uh, 12 are contingent, continue to show. 163 are accepting backup offers. 789 price decreases, but 34 price increases, Mm. right? 154 back on the market, meaning the deals fell through. 719 pending. And 706 sold. So, if we got 882 new listings, but 706 sold and 719 pending, plus the 163 that's accepting backup offers, it's kind of an even kill when Mm -hmm. you look at how many are new, how many are going under contract, and how many are closing. It's more of a balanced market. It is. So it's not too much of a surplus, and it's not too much. It's So it's not really a seller or buyer's market. What's coming on is still selling. Right. Right, if it's priced right. If it's priced right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that was, so I did, I'm going to just do Canton in particular. I did three yep. cities, but I'm going to just do Canton. So on the last 30, and this was Tuesday, I think I did these. In 30 days, 39 were pending and 74 sold. Okay. Now, out of these properties that I I mentioned, the the 
So the highest sale price was in Birmingham for $3,225,000. And the highest Detroit property that sold within the past seven days was four fifty. That doesn't mean it wasn't higher Detroit sales. This is just in the past seven days. And Canton had the, it was a $9 million um, development project. It was parcel of land, like 11 plus acres. Sweet. So I don't know. What is all this saying, though? Because I, I'm looking at it um, because I'm trying to figure out, are people not buying houses? No, people, people are definitely buying, buying houses. houses. Yeah. I got deals pending mm-hmm. that just went pending in the past week. Like, one of my listings was on the market. It was on the market 23 days. We had an offer the first week. We didn't, the seller was like, nah, because they offered like 20000 below asking. And the seller was like, nah, I'm going to wait. And I was like, you should. And now we got to offer a full price, but he's giving 5000 in concessions. But it's still Better a good 15, profit. More, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so it's like, Good, good profit on it. It was a fix and flip. So, you know. Okay, so this was an investor client. Yeah, but I mm-hmm. got a homeowner client. We put on Rosedale Park. Within two days, we had an offer that was 13 above asking price with 13000 appraisal guarantee. And I mentioned this before. I was nervous as hell because I was like, where did this come from? It wasn't even necessary. No competition for the property. But the appraisal came back lower. I'll tell y'all what it came back as. But the buyer still paying thirteen thousand above asking price. We negotiated some of the repairs from the private inspection, and we'll be closing soon. And the price that I suggested they listed at is within three thousand of what we're selling it at. And what it but, appraised at? Yeah, what it appraised at. So, well, no, it appraised for lower, but with the appraisal guarantee. It puts it 3000 above what I suggested they list it for. So I'll share that when we close. In Rosedale, mm-hmm. you said? Yeah. Mm. Yep. So <clears throat> homes still selling. The The hottest homes are selling quick. The average homes are selling average. So I got a question. <laughs> do, y'all, yeah. do y'all think that... So what I feel like I've been seeing is in the lower price points, mm-hmm. houses are moving a lot slower I think in the, maybe maybe in the lower and in the higher the price lower points. the lower and your luxury homes are getting hurt the worst. Yeah, that yeah. that hundred twenty five to maybe like one eighty, those the homes are still moving. I, mm-hmm. I say I even go as, as high as like in, in the, to two fifty. Yeah, I, I say yep. like you know one fifty to two fifty range is still uh, moving if you have uh, if you did, I mean if it's a nice house and it's right. priced right. Yep. Um. Yeah, I feel like so those those lower those lower end flips you got to be careful um, as an investor. Yeah, those eighty thousand, yeah. seventy thousand, yeah. yeah. It'd be nice boy. to see some other you know people from different markets to tap in because a lot of what we talk about you know we have to go with our knowledge, which is you know here when we're talking about like our experience and what we're seeing. Right. Um. You know, but abroad or nationally, it would be nice to know you know what's happening from a from a real estate person's perspective. Like it's great reading the articles and the updates and things like that, but I still think it's a lot of propaganda. Um, yeah, I seen somebody post on Instagram. They were saying that the um, percentage of black home ownership, and they were showing a percentage, but the guy was like. Well, what about all the people that own properties in their LLCs and their mm-hmm. corporation name? Yeah. And when you own in your LLC, it don't know if you're black or white. Right. You know what I'm saying? So That's why you we got to be careful with them numbers. 
Yeah, we yeah. gotta pay attention. But we know they're looking at generic numbers yeah. of actual individuals. But um the city of Detroit is about to roll out something that's gonna be a game changer. I was part of a focus group. So they had a focus group with realtors and then I believe last week they met they met with the lenders. So it's a down payment assistance program, but it's not like the other ones. You still got to qualify for a mortgage, but the amount they're proposing is twenty five thousand down towards your down payment and closing costs. And one of the things they want to do is um, you have to live in Detroit to qualify. But we gave them feedback. We said, what about the people? that for some reason maybe they lost their house during the you know recession, the last market fallout, and they had no choice but to rent wherever they could, but they still work in the city. Mm. So we propose that it's for people that live in the city or work in the city that want to move back into the city. But the way the program is set up, it's going to change Detroit if people use it because they got to use the money within 24 months and that would it would it will extend it if all the money is used if it's not used they're going to kill the program but they have to move back to Detroit so they can be in another city but they yeah but it's only for city. it's only for Detroit That's good. and um National Faith is going to um oversee the program which they do a great job over there educating home buyers and she told us, Dina over at National Faith told us that they've seen an increase in the amount of people coming to their home buyer seminars. And they usually get, I went to one, they had like 400 people there. So that's if, crazy. That's good. Yeah, if that program kicks out, they was planning on kicking it out the first quarter next year. That's going to be a game changer for the housing market. Mm -hmm. the, the reason I'm saying that's crazy, because I, I had a lender just talk to me about uh, National Faith. Down yeah. payment assistance. It wasn't twenty five; it's fifteen thousand. Right. He wanted to meet with you too. I mean, I, I met him on uh, Zoom. It's some somebody we met at the grand opening of uh, KWC. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's crazy that that is. Uh, I mean, he was explaining that to me. Right. I'm like, well, why? And he this has been around. National yeah. Faith has been around for a long time, Years. but yep. people are not using it uh, <laughs> yep. for, for some reason. So he was. He sent me something breaking down where their money is, where they still have money yet. So I yep. guess people are using it because in the city of Detroit, they ran out of money as right. of right for the rest of this year. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's a that's a good program. Yeah, but that that twenty five is gonna be a game changer. Mm. So yeah, and people, you know, it's just gonna be perspective. Um, you know, you have a lot of people when they're offering this stuff for the city. It's like, oh, they want to move us into the worst parts. It's all in what you make it. <laughs> I guess. It, once <laughs> once people start moving in it, it won't be the worst part. The the worst part is is what you like you said what you make it. But once people start moving in it and it starts changing, then everybody would be like, oh, they brought up everything, kicked us out. No, you didn't want to be there. That's what, and that's the point. But right. I think when they saying that, that they want us to move in the worst parts, it's because there's so many restrictions. So you can't. So a person buying a house in Boston Edison is probably not going to qualify for that. Uh, yeah, because it's going to be income limits just like Michigan yeah. and all of that. But at the same time, if you qualify for 125000 gets you a nice house in a decent area of Detroit, right? So yeah. if you're getting $25,000 down payment assistance to help with closing costs and all of that, why not take advantage of that? Mm -hmm. What's 
What's the worst part of Detroit for 125? Well, but listen, you know though, I, I hear you, and I, I agree. I, agree. I, I, I hear that that argument. What, but what about so? Okay, what about somebody, a family that has a, um, a, you know, a family, a household income of about 150 thousand, right? Or or 200 thousand. Well, they're gonna base it on how many people. So just like with Mister, it depends on the size of the household, mm-hmm. and there's gonna be income mm-hmm. guidelines. So the more people, the more income that household can make. Yeah, it's not gonna be for everybody. Correct. It's just for low income people. Mm-hmm. But the idea is. If you're renting in, so you have your areas, your A, which is your best areas, your B and your C. If you're renting in a C or B area, why not buy there, right? Yeah. If you can, if you qualify and you can afford it, plus you're getting twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Why not buy in that same area? Mm-hmm. And then it improves the area when right. working class individuals move in and they want to start a neighborhood watch and secure the area. And now it's going to be more, ple- you know, like when you have people occupying the space and loving it and taking care of it, it it boosts the infrastructure in that specific space. Yeah, or prior to ownership. Yeah. More people own a home. I'm not waiting on some slum landlord to come fix something. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm going to fix it myself because it's mine. Mm. So when you get more people with that mindset in the area, that changes the area. So um, – People no longer need to use their own funds to purchase. I think we kind of touched on that when you just talked about, you know, you're one of your sellers, you know, giving right. some concessions. This now payment assistance program, an, an additional one being added to mm-hmm. some of the ones that are still out here, um, creating more funds for that. So people tripping over these interest rates. You can buy down your interest rates. You can negotiate with the seller to pay discount points. You can you can get around the interest rates. But these interest rates are not high. They're not. People, I've been people saying that for killing me with these interest rates. You know, nobody be tripping on interest rates when they go buy a car Mm-mm. or they use a the credit, credit card. card. Mm-hmm. Thirty like, percent. But yeah. that's, I think that's the media though. Again, you bought that's some the Jabos media. And use your credit card and right. pay twenty one percent. Right. Why do people that go on a car lot and buy a five thousand dollar car and end up paying twenty five thousand for it? Education, no. Right. <laughs> so. You know, education, and then so that's why you got to be careful about what you're listening to in the media. That's why I, I don't watch TV like regular TV yeah. and the news. I don't watch that because they just it's just fear based. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to scare everybody into making them think that this is a bad market. They doing it on purpose. I feel like this is being done on purpose. I well, feel like fear, it's media driven too. Yeah, fear sells, right? Yeah, and. The, the fake stuff and the glamour and all that sells more. So mm-hmm. people, that's what people attracted to. Right. Yeah, a lot right. of people, you roll over, you pick your phone up, you check it. First thing you open is probably Google. And then all of the ads, at least the ones, that it may be geared to me because it may be my you phone You check knows. Google first? No, when I open my phone and the internet pops up, yeah, it's like it's, it's Google and then like all the oh, news. Okay. Um, every, anything that's uh, that they feel like is prevalent right then. I was going to say, maybe it's because I'm a realtor. I get, you know, interest rates high, you know, home sales are down. Um, no one's ever going to buy real estate anymore. You got the bear in there. We'll talk about that in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Some people wake up and check their Instagram first. 
Right. They want to see how many. You likes know what? They got. I used to. I would say reckon that it was that 2008 till about right. 2016 ish, maybe, maybe before that. I got out right. of that. Like I used to wake up, hello world, hi Facebook. What, you know what are you doing today? Right. <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. Today though. gonna be a God blessed day. You get, get on that. You highly favored. You used to be one. Of yeah, people. one of them. Yeah. And but by the time you get on there and you check Facebook and you scroll, you'll be in bed for three hours, not going to work. I mean, I'm yeah, an entrepreneur. I can't, I gotta go. <laughs> I had to. Ch- I had to change my life. I used to get up and just watch World Star in the morning. I wanted to see all the <laughs> ratchetness. <laughs> now I'd be like, man, Your guilty I'm, pleasure. Yeah. Now I'd be like, nah, I can't watch this. So I start listening to Jim Rohn in the morning. Get some motivation going. Okay. Or so. Eric Thomas, what's up? What's up? What's up? No, nah, <laughs> I'm so y'all not gonna feel this, but. Somebody put me on to this. My my girl, Tisha Hammond, I love her so much. She put me on to Tony Jones. Oh, I'm about to be, y'all about to get all of the Tony Jones. It's the poet. Okay. And right. and that's that's what I'm getting ready to be on for the next 12 months. So Dr. Miles when y'all Monroe. See, see, see Tony Jones. All right. Um, But yeah, let's talk about this. Okay, so back to what Shaka was saying. Like, he, you know, we... Because I'm... I feel the same way. Like, I feel like a lot of stuff is being, like, put on us. Right. And it's not necessarily real. And that's why I like being in network, you know, with my people or whatever. And, you know, seeing like day to day hearing from consumers like personally, mm-hmm. because we can actually feel like what's happening. I, I I won't lie and say, you know, it's not been a lot of questions about the interest rates and, you know, how my payments are going to be changed. Right. And, you know, that kind of a thing. But I'm just wondering, like, um, how how is all this going to affect the market like going forward? I feel like it already affected the market. We see how it's going to affect it. It's slowing it down. They, they. I, I feel like they're intentionally slowing down the market for whatever reason. Um, they're saying it's due to inflation, but one of these articles that I was reading, they're like buying is still up, shopping yeah. is still up, hmm. in all of like the industries except for commercial offices. <laughs> Re- remember, we was in a recession and a, the market crash and all of that. Mm-hmm. Did were y'all going to restaurants back then? Like red lobster. I've always been living my best life. <laughs> right, but I'm just saying, like, were you going? To, were you going to you like red lobster? And um, I don't think we was going to Ponderosa. I grew that, but like red lobster or Cheesecake Factory or any of them, any chain yeah. restaurants. You was yeah. going to was restaurants, going to right? During that time, all right, get my start. crab legs. Yeah, and the lobster tails, surf and turf. For twenty. But you was still going to restaurants, right? Seafood ever. And y'all was still going to the malls, right? Mm-hmm. Buying all and, of the Timberlands and all of the colors. Yeah, and the media was like, "Oh, we're in a recession and unemployment is high and this, this, and this, and that," right? But you still had to wait forty minutes to be seated at a restaurant, mm-hmm. and the restaurants were still crowded. And you go to the mall, and it was still no parking spaces. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, where was the? Where was all the? The doom and gloom at. But you, you know, know what? what I'm saying? I like, feel like that's the market, though. If you pass it to the people who are still doing it and probably even still now doing it, it's probably a certain age group of people and then a certain income. It's like I'm joking about it, but right. I didn't. I didn't have very much money during that time, and yeah, I was spending all of it, and and my houses were important. Um, but a lot of stuff is like her mentality, so. Right. It's like in these times, it seems like the real estate, the houses and the land is the first thing to go. I'm not going to not go get my shoes and not go eat my food, but I'm going to walk away from my house. Or not pay my rent. You're going to buy and do what you can afford, right? 
No. In other words. Or so I, I can uh, I can shift the mindset. And like you said, maybe slow down on all of the other purchasing and take care of my home and not contribute to the crash of the the, the housing industry or the market. Right. The, the point I was making was even then, a large percentage of people still had money and people made decisions on where to spend their money. So there was still activity going on. There was still a lot of money floating around. Actually, more wealthy people came out and started spending more money during that time. But it was buying the land. Even even now, what? Yeah, and it was just like you seen the wealthy people spending one way, and then you seen everybody else spending as consumers, right? So some people were investing, some people were consuming. But it was still enough activity going on to keep businesses open. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The percentages may have changed. In real estate, we just have to adapt to that. People are still going to buy and sell. We sold a shitload of houses during the end. We were selling. One year, I sold over 400 houses, but they were all cheap. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They were all ten, fifteen thousand mm-hmm. $15,000 houses, but still... It was still moving. It was still activity. It was still money being spent. Every house that sold, we had the contractor, preservation company, the lawn guy, the plumber had to do the winterization. So these were seven or eight people getting paid off of one transaction. It was still money moving. Are you saying make the right decision? I'm just saying regardless of what, what the media tells you, what somebody tells you we're in, you have to look at what people are actually doing. You have to go out and be aware. Like, okay, they say it's a recession or this is going to happen, but what are people actually doing with their money? Different, right? different, And different, what percentage of people? Different markets. Right. So even though it's a correlation in terms of how is what's going on in terms of the housing market and the slowdown, right? Uh, it's different reasoning behind it. You know what right. I mean? So like... Back then, there were no jobs. Remember, so that's what contributed to a lot of that. A lot of j- jobs had left uh, the United States, right? Yeah. Now, bro, I went to the movies yesterday on the on the big screen. They like they 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 advertising. Please come work for us. This exactly. is a great place to have At a job. The movies, right? Yeah, they like everybody. Everybody needs uh, help. They need right. people to work. People aren't working right now. It's different yeah. than back then in that in that uh, in that time frame where. It wasn't no job. People was looking for jobs then. Right. They but we got, we got right new now. industries. We got yeah. more entrepreneurs. Yeah. We got more people that's going to fail at being an entrepreneur and they're going to try something else mm-hmm. or they're going to go back to work in between time. So the doom and gloom people are talking about, I just, I don't see it because last time it was doom and gloom. People were still spending money, and things were different. And people too. were still making. You gotta money. remember, right. arms was out, so people was getting killed. They had look, they might have had it. So this is the crazy thing. Back right. then, before that happened, interest rates was around like eight and a quarter up to about nine percent, yep. right? Yep. But then you had an arm, a three or five year arm, and when that arm came, now yeah. you're in double 12. digit, yeah, interest <laughs> rates. So that contributed to that. Right. We in we are seven uh, percent. Even if we get to eight percent. Even if we get to nine percent in, right. in interest rates, that's I don't think that's going to cause have the same effect that it did for those individuals back then. Uh, because again, people didn't have any uh, anywhere to work. They were the amount of money they were getting paid was low. Like right. they paying, man, you're getting like seventeen dollars. 
to be the cashier at the at the uh, at the movie theater. Yeah, you know what right. I mean. I'm talking about minimum. That's your yeah. minimum starting. So um, yeah, it's just a little bit different. I think a little bit also the doom and gloom. I'm a I, I'm a little bit believer in it. Right. Just because uh, people are spending their money, like you just said, the wrong way. Right. So people aren't spending their money. Right. What's getting ready to happen in March? Yeah. Be, from people that I'm talking about from the renters. Right. You know, or, oh, yeah. or people that even own the houses that haven't been paying their taxes for the last two or three yeah. years because they've been spending their money on whatever else, you know, going out to eat, vacationing. They're spending their money on podcast equipment. <laughs> yeah. Everything else. Everything but right. paying their rent and their back taxes, right? Yeah. So now, you know, the uh, eviction memorandum is up. It, People are getting evicted more now. Yep. Foreclosures are starting again in uh, Wayne County or in Detroit, which they had stopped for a couple years. Yep. That wave is getting ready to happen. That's yeah. real. That's real stuff that's getting ready to um, to occur. But it's not because of, of what people are saying. It's not because of the interest rates, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we just got to distinguish that. Yeah, these things are, are I think, coming down the pipe. But, it's, but the reasoning and the rationale why it happened is, is different. Yeah. Okay. So the seven percent interest rate is not a contri- contribution to the foreclosure rate. No. <laughs> okay. No. No. But and we not even we haven't even hit that yet. Like we still haven't even started seeing mm-hmm. it. But like Shaka is saying, it's probably coming for yeah, a different reason nah. though. Right. When you get a wave of foreclosures, it's always it's it's unemployment, it's oversupply, where people values have gone down so much where they can't sell to prevent foreclosure. But the banks just aren't, they're not going to, I know people that, like I said before, people have been in their homes a year and a half, two years and not paid a dime. The bank's going to first do loan modification. If that's not an option, they're going to ask you to do a short sale. And then they're going to start the foreclosure mm-hmm. process. But we're ne- we are, we're not even in the beginning exactly. phase of that. Yeah. We're nowhere near so many Houses are foreclosing <laughs> but because of... I don't even, I wish we could see what the you foreclosure wanna, rate is you right wanna, now. It's got to be low as I've ever seen. You want to you know what the biggest factor is most people overlook? Yeah. Is a large number, percentage of people brought their homes during the recession. Mm-hmm. And guess what all them people got? Equity. A lot of equity. So before we even... <laughs> If if anybody's gonna foreclose, it's gonna people be people that had a ton of equity and they refinanced in the past three years, or people that just brought in the past three years that paid twenty thousand above appraised value, and they had some type of issue that come up. But what percentage of them people are gonna have an issue to come up where they need to, you know, where mm-hmm. they're gonna lose their home? So. That's a small percentage compared to all the people that brought homes prior to 2016. And all of those people probably got, I want to see that they got at least 30 to 40% equity in their home. Mm-hmm. So them, them people aren't nowhere near foreclosure. You have to, you have to be, you have to actually just want to lose your home to lose your home at that Man. point. But I, I got a good question. Cause Shaka went right into what I was thinking. Like who, how are these people that's not working paying their bills? They're not. That's the problem. I mean, they're not. <laughs> no, you got people making money. They just see the unemployment thing only tracks people that that probably got laid off or fired or to collect an unemployment. But you got people that's just not on the radar and they're making money, right? So Maybe are you they're, they're they're entrepreneur in that. or mm-hmm. they're they got some type of side hustle or side gig. 
they could be selling cakes or pies. But, but they're or not included in, in unemployment. So when they're doing unemployment, they are. They're going off of people applying for the unemployment. Right. That's the only way they can track it. But go right. ahead. What are you saying? I think I lost my train of thought. So, sorry. Okay. So, did the pandemic create um, self sufficiency? No. Or efficiency? So, uh, for two it, years, I think I it did. I, no. I was forced to stay at home, and then right. I, I made a decision to make my own way, and then I figured out how to make money. And now y'all trying to get me to come back and fill out an application? I think it's a little mm-hmm. of both. I think it made people lazy, mm-hmm. right? Because you could stay at home and still get money. But then I think. During that time, some people got very creative because they, you was working a nine to five and you hustle and bustle of life, kids going to school and all of this. Now everything slowed down. The kids are at home. Um, you're at home. You don't have all of these demands. And all of a sudden, your creative brain start thinking, right? Or maybe you like, okay, as soon as we open up, I can sell these recipes, these pies or these cakes or hair products or whatever, right? So it did, I think some people came out of that better than they were because they were able to create something or go do something that they've always wanted to do and monetize that. Some people, but I think that's a minority. Yeah, I I think the majority of of the people, um, because it's still a deficiency in in, uh, what we need, you know what I'm saying? So we... Like you said, now when we go sit down and we got an hour wait at the restaurant, it's not because it's necessarily full. It's because they only got two people working. Yeah. You get what yep. I'm saying? So, well, it's a combination of both. how are these people living? You say the, they don't have the PPP money? Yeah, I'm saying the, that people, <laughs> well, a lot, I feel like a lot of people are still, so the people that are, that, that did what you just um, right. explained uh, are are good. They found the lane and, right. and they, they found where their deficiency is. For example, like, um, so my wife's, uh, she just turned 40, and I was trying to find cakes for her, right? And you I was trying trouble, to— trouble, man. You yeah. don't tell no one. Right, all right, right. <laughs> I thought about that when I said it. But, uh, <laughs> but I went to—I'm looking at, oh, at uh, the, all the cake <laughs> places that we go to, right? Right. They closed. Yeah. But you know why? Because those people, like uh, a lot of people from Instagram and Facebook— um, uh, you know, they created their own businesses, so they they made them go out of business, right? Right. So that's different. We're talking about or it was or they just I know businesses that closed not because they didn't have customers, they didn't have enough help. That too. Yeah. Right. That's that's that too. But I want to say something real quick in, in regards to the foreclosure. So I can only go back to two thousand nine where the foreclosure rate was two point one percent. Right. And twenty twenty one is point one one percent. Yeah. And, so stop, and has it been stop that calling me saying, I want to buy yeah. a foreclosure. Yeah. It's a few out there. Uh, I got but one. it's no, you want a deal. You don't You don't want a foreclosure. You want a deal. You want yes. the probate. You want the people that's pre-foreclosure. Mm-hmm. Pe- people have turned down great investments just because it wasn't a bank foreclosure. And the property still had tons of equity in it. Like, hey, you got this... Well, I don't really want to buy from nobody selling. I want to buy a foreclosure, something that's off market. Yeah, I'm like because they think it's a deal. It's, that's just it's the mindset. It's not a deal. The yeah. deal is in the numbers, mm-hmm. not because it's a foreclosure or, or it's a, a off market. Off market. When they hear off market, it, like people that don't know how to invest, the newbie investors yeah. automatically hear deal. 
Yeah, it ain't even got to be. Deal. You can sell retail. You can sell off market stuff for retail. Yeah, and they're gonna buy it because they heard they off market. Off market. Yeah. yeah, like they getting a hook up. But the foreclosures are here uh, <laughs> because my son, y'all, mm-hmm. he's uh, he's thirteen years old. He just found us a deal. Yeah, off of mm-hmm. Zillow. Yeah, he's about to talk shocking. He about to be a BT. Remind me of myself when I was that age. Yeah, and he right, ain't right. even in the field. Yeah. But imagine when he started bringing them in the field. He yeah. literally is going. He he's in the field now. No, what I'm saying, he's not in the field. He's not. It, he Shaka not forcing him to like be with him all day every day yeah. working. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. So okay. imagine if once he starts, come on, go with me, and yeah. he's yeah. But when he got to ask, so I, I learned you got you got to let them like how he's doing it. He's I got to right. let them come and ask because I got my I got a kid that I forced. That that don't work. Look, yeah. We about to then got stuff to do. So look, I got a question right. before we wrap this up. Are we still in a pandemic? No. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like we've been yeah, in a pandemic. Yeah, it's a new in pandemic in every three or four months. Something new come out. I just, I just asked you got, because you got monkeys, you got nineteens, you got seventeens, you oh, got yeah, variants, you yeah, got all type of stuff. It's, uh, it's all a pandemic. The world one big pandemic. All right, that's a wrap. <laughs>